Hello and welcome to the Daddy Issues podcast with me, Dom Hatton Woods, and of course my dad, Andy Hatton Woods. A podcast where I talk to my dad about his terrible parenting in an attempt to resolve my daddy issues. Here we go. Working. Okay, I'm a bit annoyed now. Are we on? Yeah, I'm annoyed now. Why? Not in a good mood. I'll say welcome back first, I guess. Because I forgot the charger. You got? Are we recording? Yeah, but I film it. I do that anyways. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. So don't have to say this that. This is a generic one. It is a? Yeah. Okay. It says well, hello. Easy. Stuff. But I'm annoyed now because I thought we we're going to film it. That'd be nice. But Are you pissed off? Yeah, I'm a bit pissed off. Yeah, yeah. Can we go back and get it? No, there's no point, is there? No. We've got... A game to play. Absolutely. Two hours in. Two hours. Four left. Wow. Yeah. That's a marathon. And there's a mission coming up where there's you're in the, a car, one just driving and one shooting and a shotgun out the back. A fantastic. I saw it. So we get some guns now. Yeah. Because that's my favourite thing in games is shooting. But there's going to be a dispute of who gets to drive. Okay. I don't mind driving. Oh, I thought you'd want to be the one that shoots the guns. Driving's good too. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. Yeah. I'd say driving's more pressure. Maybe. In that situation, could be. Well, the worst thing you do is fail and then have Respawn. to do it again. Yeah, but I haven't got that much to talk about, really. Um, we saw Granny on Christmas Day. That was exciting. We saw Christmas Day. That was okay. I had a nice meal out in the um, King's Arms in Dorchester. Uh, she, but she had a, a, another agenda. She, even though we'd, I'd booked it, paid for it. Nice meal there. Supposedly stay there the afternoon, but she then decides that she wants to she wants us all to go to her house to play Monopoly or something like that <coughs> because she made a quiche and soup and so on and so forth. So at some point, I said, "Mum, kind of want to stay here," and uh, she says, "Well, I go then." So she sort of disappears in a strop. I said to Amy, "You need to phone her up and apologise." And uh, she said, "You phone her up." I said, "No, it's your job." And uh, anyway, after a bit of an argument or discussion. I phoned her up and said, Mum, do, do you want to pick us up? So it transpired she had a mate with her. Yeah. So she wasn't even lonely because the, the way she spun it to me was, oh, I'm going to be on my own all afternoon. Well, then a friend comes round. But did she know the mate was coming? No. Oh. Well, then that's not her fault, is it? No, she didn't really. know the mate was coming. But then she could have said, Sally's here now, so don't worry. But I said to her, um, oh, we're not going to get to play Monopoly this year. It's a shame. And she was like, Ooh. Well, I'm hoping we will. So oh, was, dear. No, but oh she dear. said it as if like... She had a plan to seduce you. Well, that was the plan to yeah. take, take us back to her house, okay, where where we had no track. We'd have to walk back if we wanted to because obviously drunk too much. Mm. And uh, and we were doing prisoners, Monopoly prisoners, captives. So how did you get back to the hotel? She drove us back. Oh, did she? She wasn't drinking, did she? So. But she was annoyed driving you back, was she? No, no, okay. no. She was, she was happy that she then picked us up. Okay, because I said, she storms off, drives back home. Mm. I felt guilty, so I said, Mum, do you want to pick us up? And she said, yeah, I'll pick you up. And then took us back to the house. Uh, then they played Rodney or something. And I, I went to the kitchen and fell asleep. But as soon as I got there, she insulted my eyes, didn't she? Oh, she's terrible. Because I got there late, because I was sick. There was shadowing on your eyes. It was just shadowing. And she, go, she goes, oh, my bags, my, my, that's what my eyes used to be like. And what do you mean, that's what your eyes used to be like? She so you got the bags under your eyes. I thought, that's not good when your skin's being insulted by an 85-year-old woman. That's terrible. She looks like she's been in the bath for six months. <laughs> Wasn't she? But last time I went to see her, she said, um, she said, you're going bored, aren't you? And I said, Mum, I'm, 
nearly 59. Yeah. Okay, but, but I said, but I, I haven't come here to be insulted. I've driven half an hour to come and see you. Yeah. Not not for you to tell me I'm going bald. Mm. But, oh, yeah, sorry. I think, yeah, just maybe edit. Edit your words. The thing is, she's so old that she can kind of say what she wants. Get away with it. She doesn't want to waste time because she hasn't got much left. I think basically what happens, though, is they get together in the sort of clubs, whatever they do, and uh, and they say, I tell you what, actually, this will go down well. Say to the daughter-in-law, um, say to her something like, you know, she's daughter-in-law's gone for massive effort, Christmas dinner, and say something like, well, these are these shop-bought potatoes, roast potatoes? Oh. Oh, okay. Something like that, anything. Just drop, drop like a bit of pill in and say mm. nothing else or... Or, oh, we normally have Brussels sprouts when I cook. Mm. Anything like that. And I think they get together and they work out the best way to piss you off. Just the slightest thing they say is like, oh, darling, have you put up, been putting on a little bit of weight? Anything like that. That's all they got to say. Who gets together, though? The grands? I think I think all the old people, they get together in a club and they say, I said to, I said to my son this. God, I so pissed him off. Oh, right. Okay, something like that. And they just swap really insulting things to say. It's so innocent. Yeah. Stuff like that. I think that's what they do. And the other thing was she, um, there's a few things, but she, uh, well, you you and uh, you you two left for a sec. And while she left, I thought, oh, this would be a good opportunity to ask her what she thinks of, of the age gap. And she was telling me, and then you came back and she just carried on. Carry on the conversation. Me. Yeah, carry on the conversation. And she goes, well, I'm just happy he's found a woman that's stupid enough to put up with him. <laughs> Nothing private. But it's like, I said to her, what are you doing? Yeah. I said this to you when they were gone. Yeah. As if, like... It's private. Private yeah. conversation. She's like, oh, how, how was I meant to know that? Because you're a fucking person. <laughs> yeah, I know. F- thing I to know. know. She's terrible. She is. But she would... Oh, Jesus. It's like, I mean, she would be the sort of, the sort of person who would, who would say, I don't know, for example, after your wife had just had a baby, she'd say, oh, dear, she's let herself go a bit, hasn't she? Mm. She'd say stuff like that. I thought it was pretty funny when I said about Granddad, but she didn't. She, I don't think she appreciated. Well, the Parkinsons. Yeah, so it was, well, really, it was really funny. Spill his coffee. Yeah, but she gets very defensive rather than see things as being funny. That's fair though, because it's her dead. It is, husband. yeah, but he's but you got to see the funny side in it. He was, you know, he he died an old happy man. He he was, didn't have senile dementia or out, or, or um, Alzheimer's or something like that, which is you know, which is pretty horrible. Okay, it's Parkinson's. It, it, the meds. He was had all his facets about him. His right of the ma- the parish magazine. He was completely normal. It's just mm. a bit slow and a bit shaky. But she did shout at him a lot, and I said that she did. I said he just spilled his coffee and got shouted at by you, and she was like, "I never shouted at him." She did all the time. Shout, but I suppose she had to. In I, a way. I think she. I think he. he I kind of think he, he was appreciated having strong women who would who would sort of you know lead. So that's that's what he liked. Mm. He didn't really like making decisions and stuff like that. He just liked doing his own thing. Well, he couldn't make decisions at that point, could he? Yeah, he's, he had Parkinson's. He was fucking... He couldn't do anything. But Parkinson's doesn't mean you've lost your mind. Yeah, it's but he couldn't me- do the things he wanted to do. I saw him shit himself. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, obviously. Like, I mean, obviously, it's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, I should imagine. Do you get sad about it? What bit? Just him being dead. Um, no, because I think I think where the first when he first got it, I thought, fucking hell! I thought this this guy's gonna die within a year. Yeah. And then he went, and then they obviously, but it looks very traumatic when you first see, 
your parent, a loved one who gets Parkinson's, they're shaking all the time and they're finding it very hard to sort of move around and stuff like that. But then after a while, they sort his meds out and towards the end, he didn't shake at all. And you just, you, you become used to it. But I think there's so many false alarms where I was told to, when he's in hospital, I was told to get there within 15 minutes or within an hour. And I'd, I'd sort of race down to Dorchester from the Oval. And he was, he was fine. Okay, so uh, you you get used to you sort of you 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 shed all your tears before he dies if that makes sense. Mm. So no, so it was just and it was an inevit- an inevitability. Mm. So she got quite sad about it though. I think I felt a bit bad actually. Well, she did. She was married for forty five years or something. But I remember reading a book by Jonathan Ross once, and he said that the reason children have pets it, because it it gets them used to death. And that's so, you know, children have rabbits and mice and... It was in the hamsters. presenter. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I thought that was quite profound because it does get children used to death and death's inevitable, an, an inevitability. I think your grandparents are warm-up for death, for your real parents dying. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah. But dogs are, cats are. You, you are, you know, when you're a child, you will have experienced... Well, maybe you didn't because we lived a long time. Um, actually, you didn't have too many animal deaths, whereas I had when I was a child. We had quite a few. Mm. So you, your dearest loved dog, and all of a sudden, he's been taken off the vets and put down for some reason. Because Adam's granddad died when I was young, and he was really sad. And I said, "Well, it's just a warm up for your old parents." What did dying, he say to that? Well, he kind of didn't say anything because he was like, "What the fuck?" Because we were like twelve, thirteen. Uh-huh. But then he said to me years later, he f- felt really uncomfortable. But then he said it was true. It's true. It is true. But, and I also get, you know, people get really close to their grandparents and they die and they're like, oh, I didn't see that coming. That's what do you mean. He's 88 years old. Yeah, 101. Yes, yeah, what At happens? some point. Yeah. He's not going to make 150. It wasn't a surprise. No. So, because I didn't really care when granddad died, to be honest. But why die? You weren't really close to him, though, were you? Well, no, but I went to the golf club that night. I was like, oh, my granddad died today. And everyone was like, oh, you're right. I was like, yeah, it happens, doesn't it? And they're like, what the fuck? What's wrong with you? Yeah, but I wasn't particularly... I was pretty close to my granddad, but I wasn't... But you was didn't seem very sad when he died, your dad. I didn't think. As I say, because there were so many false alarms. Yeah. So many times I had to drive down, okay, because I thought he was imminently going to die within the next hour. And then you sort of go there, and and then they stabilise him, et cetera, et cetera. He's okay for another day. I mean, th- it got to the point where he was in hospital and obviously could barely string a sentence together was to all intents and purpose half dead anyway. Um, and and two weeks later, they took him home. So they took him home, they they delivered a special bed so he could basically spend out his last days, weeks, etc., etc. at home. So it's a, I think the two weeks, it's a good week or two weeks, he's in hospital, and I must have travelled down there three or four times. Mm. And you you sort of, you know, you say, that I love you, and so on and so forth, and, and all the things that obviously you think, the things I need to say... Uh, because if I don't, I, I regret it. Yeah. And so all all those words have been said that 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 pity, that remorse, those tears have been. Sh- you cry on the way, in the car. You mm. Fucking hell, my dad's about to die. Hopefully, I'll get there before. But if I don't, what difference does it make really? So the reality is, he's he's drugged up so much he wouldn't even know who was there. Mm. And then you were late to the funeral. I was late to the funeral. Why were you late? Well. That was that was quite funny actually. On on hindsight, on in hindsight, it gets very funny. 
but I was working in Reading doing a project for this guy, and I, I, in my, there were two times that I had in my head, well, one time, actually, it was 12 o'clock. Okay, so I thought, right, no problem, I'm going to really fucking show everyone, because I'm renowned for being late. And mm. I thought, you cannot, under any circumstances, be late for your dad's funeral, this mm. will not be acceptable. So I thought, right, get up at 8 o'clock, and uh, plenty of time to get back from Reading to to Dorchester, and I think I'd, I think... I got back to Yeovil, put my suit on, or maybe I had a suit, can't remember. Anyway, I'm driving at Henford Hill, which is about, oh, 25 minutes from where the funeral was, and your mum phones me up, and she says, Annie, where are you? And I thought, I thought, you know when you get smug, and you think, are oh, you a fucking idiot? Okay, I said, I said, I'm just driving at Henford Hill, obviously. Mm. And she said, this was... About half past 11, maybe 11? Yeah. yeah it's probably 11. Okay, so I'm thinking, I've got a good hour. Yeah. I've nailed this. This is this is a fucking walk in the park, this is. Okay, not a problem. Okay, and it's kind of, you know, one finger up, Vanessa. Okay, like, fuck you. Um, I'm, I've got an hour left. Okay, I see you. I see you outside for a cigarette, right? Yeah. Okay, she said, you know the funeral's at 11, don't you? Mm. I said, and you know what you think? You smug fucker. Okay, you have to eat a lot of humble pie now. I said, no, it's at 12. She said, Andy, everyone's here waiting for you. Yeah. It's 11 o'clock. And this was 11 o'clock. Yeah. And uh, apparently the, 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 the coffin bearers had even taken my dad out of the hearst. Mm. And she said, do you want me to get them to see if they can hang on? Mm. I said, yeah, if that's okay. And, uh, and they had to put them back in. Yeah. And uh, well, I think you were there, weren't you? Yeah, I don't remember though. Well, it was very, anyway, yeah. so I think fuck, fuck, fuck. So I just, I, I, I thought if I get stopped by the police, I'm all right. They'll probably give me an escort. So I, th- I, go, I will go as fast as I possibly can to get there. Would they have? I don't know, but they, they would have been pretty forgiving, I'm sure. Yeah. And I said, look, I've, I'm literally an hour late for dad's funeral. I know there's no excuse. Okay, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, anyway, so I, I probably got there about twenty past, and. Uh, and well, you just drove really fast. As fast as I could, yeah. Really, literally as fast as I could. Everyone was there. It's like ridiculous. And uh, and as I'm walking towards my mum, I kind of smiled a bit, and she smiled back. And uh, and I thought, my dad would think, yeah, 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 I know, son. Well, she wasn't annoyed. She wasn't really annoyed. Okay, mm. I mean, I she was annoyed. Wasn't really annoyed. I uh-huh. mean, she probably was, but probably relieved to see me or see I was there. So, but I thought my dad probably would be thinking, yeah. I'd expect nothing else, Andrew. Because mm. did you That's get on with late. him before he died? Yeah, yeah of course. Because I never, s- like I said to her, I never s- really um, knew what he was. He was like he was a he was a. Well, I was saying to someone else actually. It's I think we've spoken about this in the podcast, but I'll say it again. It's I think I was talking to a friend the other day. I'm digressing, and they were talking about um, kind of a not the dad, but the but the the uh the mother's partner so you know i guess a stepdad and uh this three-year-old was being a little bit annoying so the stepdad smacked him on the bum and she was absolutely mortified even for a dad to do that is you know in the world we live in is a bit of an issue but i was saying that my dad my mum did my mum was disciplinarian i mean jesus christ she would she had no issue hitting you okay and hard but my dad never, ever, as far as I can remember, laid a finger on, th- on th- there were four of us. So he never laid a finger on us. And because of that, it was kind of hardwired into me not to hit my kids. I, I, I mean, you can tell me I'm wrong, 
I think I grabbed your wrist once when you were when you were putting divots in my lawn. I can said, "Please stop doing that." But I didn't hit you too. You tried to hit me once when you were drunk, but I was like twenty. Yeah, that's that's completely different when you're twenty. Is it? Yeah, because I was pissed. They're still not good. No, I didn't hit you as a child, did I? Not as a child, no. no absolutely. Hey, let's let's clear something up. I never hit you as a child. Not as a child. No, no, never. No. As I say, because it's hardwired into me that my dad never did, so I never did. And you didn't even hit me when I was 20, you just tried to, you pussy. Tried to. There you go, absolutely. But you'd hit my hand a lot when I'd get picked chicken off the chicken. Yeah, that's just a little reminder. Yeah. It wasn't like that. But I wanted to take the skin off, it was nice. That wasn't a hit. No, it wasn't a hit, no. Oh no, when you were trying to take the chicken off before the chicken was served? No, just using my hands, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. don't use your fingers. Yeah, you'd hate it. Smack, Yeah. Pat. Yeah. Yeah. So... Anyway, so um, but that's my dad. He was so gentle. Mm. He never hit us. Not one of us. Mm. Never. And so I think. And you could hit people, kids back then. Oh, you completely okay. normal. No, it's acceptable. You yeah. should do. They were at school. Uh, you get you get the slipper or the cane. Mm. Okay, or the ruler. You get to see the headmaster. You put your hands out, and he'd he'd slap your hands with with a ruler as hard as he could. Mm. So it was it was not just acceptable. It's expected. Mm. So yeah, and uh, that was that. Mm. But what were you saying? Well, I just I can't remember. I think I asked you what he was like before. Yeah, he was just he was well. He was a lay he was a lay oh lay reader, which is an old an ordained vicar. Lay reader. Lay reader. It's an unordained vicar. It means that he can be he can do everything a vicar can do, but he can't marry people. Uh, he could take funerals, and he wasn't paid. But that did was he take funerals? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Mm. It was his passion. He loved. He just loved the church. And but you do get paid to take funerals. I thought he he was unordained. That means he he was a lay person. He wasn't a paid person. The uh-huh. vicar gets paid. He wouldn't get paid. So what did you do for money? For he was he was a civil servant. So he's um what's called a district auditor. So he would check he would check over uh, the police force, local authorities. He would check they were spending the money properly, not incorrectly. Do you know the police have a lawyer? Is that? What do you mean they have a lawyer? They have lawyers that work for the police. Yeah, the CPS, Crown Prosecution Service. Well, no, but no, I mean like lawyers that would like if the police does something wrong, they've got lawyers. Oh, you mean they've got their own lawyers? Yeah. Oh Christ, because they must serve the NHS. The NHS spend tens of millions on compensation claims. Yeah, they have to have because people are continually making allegations. Because they did that gig for the police, and there was I said, "What do you do?" She said, "I'm a lawyer for the police." Oh. What the fuck? Oh, there was right. loads of them. Where are they? Yeah. Loads of lawyers. For, they're like freelance lawyers or they work for a firm. Yeah. And the f- police employ the firm or the lawyer. They didn't work for the police. They worked for the firm. They just did work for the police. So they work for the police service. They don't work specifically. They're not, they're not defending policemen. Defending policemen, yeah. Oh, defending policemen. Yeah. Okay. Is that not the union who, who helps them with that? Because I think they're union. They have a union, don't they? I don't know. But all I knew is they did, they weren't employed by the police. They did, They were... Subcontractors, I guess. Okay, like independ- came in. independent. Yeah, I thought that was mad that the police have got. And I said, "Are you busy?" She said, "Very." very. <laughs> so there's a lot you, to do. Why, why do you think that's mad though? Because obviously, if you get accused of something, if a policeman is accused of, I don't know, God forbid, okay, um, uh, what's the word when they when they uh, take money or something like that when they shouldn't? What's it called? What's it called? A policeman takes money when he shouldn't take money from, for I example. Um, misco- it's not misconduct, but it's um, if they obviously if they're accused of by someone of uh, being racist or hitting someone or or anything like that, then yeah, you'd want a lawyer. Mm. 
I just didn't know that. Okay. I thought they'd be covered. What you, you like the police? You know, actually covered for anything they do. Yeah. No, of course not. Yeah. And the spotlights on them, isn't it? Jesus. They must have loads of people say absolutely. Shit that they the didn't spotlights do. on them. They're, they're expected to be better than everyone else. Mm. So if they lose, if a policeman kind of loses it, not acceptable. Yeah. You want to hit again? It's the same thing. I because I I, I, I kind of liken the whole where people say kids need disciplining, kills kids. Where someone's defence is no, you should be able to hit your child. You think, well, no, no, hang on. So that's okay for me to walk up to a policeman, smack them in the mouth, and, and likewise they can to me. Or you and I could hit, hit each other whenever we wanted. So if it's not acceptable for adults to hit each other, which it certainly isn't. And how is it possibly acceptable for an adult to hit a child under any circumstances? They're three times the size. Mm. It's ridiculous. Well, it's not acceptable now, is it? Well, no, but it never, if you think about the logic behind it, but some people still, I still hear some people, sort of the traditionists, and say, say, oh, no, it's completely all right, you know, if your children misbehave, you should be able to hit them. No, not under any circumstances. Mm. It's not acceptable for any adult to hit each other. Well, I see a lot of parents on the street shout at their kids and stuff, and I think that's terrible parenting. But it's then if I had a kid, I'd probably do the fucking no, same No, it's all for parenting. Hey? It's all for parenting at any level, because it, it, it's, I think, once once this uh, is... I, I, I used to sort of move in circles where, where um, I'd known a lot of therapists and people like that, and uh, I remember therapists saying, basically, when you get an interaction where, where... A normal interaction is you and me talking to each other at the moment, okay, with two adults... Now, if I then, if you then do something to offend me, and I go, oh, Dominic, fucking stop doing that, I become a child. Now, if you carry on saying, I don't really understand what I've done to offend you, you're an adult. So you're an adult talking to a child. Now, if you then come down to my level and say, and say, well, last week you did that, and that pissed me off. Now we're both children. Mm. Okay, so basically, an adult's job, if they're speaking to a child, is to always be the composed individual and not lose it. So, for example, I mean. Again, it's not. It's always difficult, but as soon as I hear Amy and Thomas shouting to each other, normally I leave them alone, but I'll intervene and I say, "Both of you, calm down and speak to each other normally," because there's they both become children, and it's going to be any point Amy wants to make or any point Thomas wants to make is going to be lost. So what do they shout about? Oh, because it'll annoy her. Uh, they've got. I mean, they've got again. It, it, they, they've got an interesting relationship. They've got much more of a sibling relationship. Probably because she had him when she was youngish, okay, and she's pretty much had him or brought him up on her own. So they've got a sibling relationship far more so than a mother-son relationship. So she's never, she's kind of never had that anyone else in her life to sort of guide her or say, actually, another, two friends, for example. Okay, so it's, uh, maybe take the names out. But that's a really interesting one too. They're... What's that again? Or, or the, well, you can take the name now. I can, but, can, but it's just going to be, for example, beep, for example. Okay, beep. Well, that's all right. Well, I say, so this particular person, she was renowned. She had, uh, again, two children at a similar age, probably 2021. Okay, not this, obviously, you know, a couple of years gap between them. And her entire interaction with these girls be shouting all the time, just shouting at them. So her mothering was shouting. It's mm. that's her only language was, or f- at least fifty percent of the time shouting. And she was Polish, in fairness. Yeah, and the girls would shout back, and uh, and that that's was was how they interacted pretty much all the time. And she'd always be saying the girls are so badly behaved, etc., etc., etc. Anyway, <coughs> comes into their life, you know him much calmer, and he's like, stop shouting. 
Mm. Just stop shouting at them. Just speak normally. And all of a sudden, within a year, their behaviour and everything, their relationships, had completely transformed. It's, it's, when you're shouting, you're, not, you're never going to get your message across. Mm. And it's not the army. I mean, maybe at the army, you know, where, where sergeants shout at, at soldiers, maybe that's a good thing to do. But I don't really think it's a, it's a good communication. Well, maybe if you shout, tactic. but you're still composed. Yeah, like a sergeant yeah, wouldn't you, actually be angry with you. No, them. no, no, no. If you're composed and you're not, you're not. It's not personal, uh, and you're getting your point across. I mean, there, there could be a good reason to shout. For example, a child, you might shout. You might shout, "Watch your car." Okay, mm. you know that's, but that's completely different than than. Okay, as I don't know, your behaviour's so terrible. Okay, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. That's mm. kind of personal. You're putting, mm. so I don't think there's, like you say, it's hitting, absolutely not under any circumstances, and shouting too. When you shout, you've lost it. Mm. Yeah, sure. Wise words. Mm. Um, right, should we play this game then? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. See you again. Well, there it is. Another episode of the Daddy Issues podcast made, another episode listened to, another day lived, and obviously... It's been a great day after you listen to the Daddy Issues podcast. Thank you so much for listening again. I'm going to say it again. Like, subscribe, share, whatever you've got to do. And the Patreon. Get on it. All right. See you next week. Every Friday.